Dear Heavenly Father, we, we come to you at this moment knowing that there is nothing good in us, knowing that we can't do nothing without you. So please, we're asking now that your Holy Spirit comes and fill us at this moment. Remove our sins, purify our heart, and that there is nothing that will block us from your presence this afternoon. Guide us throughout these studies. Be with us. Help us to understand, to grasp this information. And let it be helpful for us to know where we are going, what we are doing. Thank you for using the one who is speaking right now. Let it be for your own glory only. For your gl own glory only. Thank you so much for listening to our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. All right. Uh, I'm just going to pass this out. I'm just going to start. Just pass it around, please. Thanks. And uh, those who were not here from the beginning, we are studying, uh, let's say, chapter 32 of Exodus. Okay? We are studying a chapter in Exodus where we find all these title we can say in this particular chapter of, of uh, the Bible and it is interesting uh, to see that it happened at the same time in the same period with the same people and uh, the people that who are called people of God and it is interesting to see also how it began and how it started from the beginning how this false leader we, we, we've seen in this, uh, in this chapter as to be uh, a leader who didn't stand firm for what he believed and a leader who forget what he was told to tell the people and a leader how, uh, who brought in false God. And the, the, the second seminars was about false God. What is false God? Many people think that false God is about uh, idols about money about our cars and our things that we have it's a God in our lives but when we look inside the church there are things that is called false God that we don't know what it is but the spirit of prophecy and through the Bible we saw that there is a wrong a wrong conception of God a wrong perception of God is a false God as well which means if if you don't have a right perception of God and if you have another idea of who God is, it can be an idol in your life as well. So this is what, what's going on. We have the false leaders who brought in false God and now we will see the false unity. Since there was a false uh, leader, since there was a false conception and a wrong conception, now, let's get together in this unity of false conception. Let me tell you a story. Uh, the story says that there was a cobra. You know what is a cobra? Right. Uh, there was a cobra 
what he did, he went into, uh, there was, in the forest, there was, uh, like, how do you call it, a small house for ants? Huh? Yeah. An anthill? Okay. He went there, and what he, s he did, he started eating every ants that he find. But when these ants find that, they were, they didn't do anything at first, but then they realized that they are losing their friends. Okay? What they did, they come together and attack this cobra. They attacked it so bad that they were able to kill that cobra. So, what, what's what I want to, to take out of this story is that this unity, this unity of these ants was able to kill a cobra, which means that this unity have bring into the, the let's say, the ants community strength to face something stronger than them. Now, when we look at our church today, are we facing an enemy who's also the serpent? Yes, Satan himself. But the problem is, is it possible that we uh, are we united to fight against this enemy? Or are we fighting one another? The thing is that if you have a group of people and we say that we are, uh, let's say, Toronto group, and among, uh, in this group, the Toronto group is fighting each other. Is it a group? Is it a un union or unity or united group? It's not. You will end up to lose something. Let's take another example. If you have a soccer game, what the team has to do? Work together, Work together to, to score. Let's say in this team, I don't like you. I'm not passing you the ball. And him too. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, it's just an example. <laughs> just to make sure. I don't like you. I don't pass you the ball because we don't have the same perception. We don't have the same ideas. We don't have the same objectives. And you don't look like me. So why should I pass you the ball? This team has already lost before he started to play. Because if you are not united with one another, you can't do nothing. You're not strong enough to go against your enemy. So now, as we, uh, I, I was saying, we, have, we are studying Exodus chapter 32. Exodus chapter 32. If you have your Bible, Exodus chapter 32. Okay, verse 1, let's, let's take, uh, I'm just going to read verse 1, and then we're going to, I'm just, just going to mention other verses. Okay, Exodus 32, verse 1. 
And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we would not what is become of him. What we see in this, in this verse is that they don't know what Moses, what's happening with Moses. They ask for God. But the thing is that what happened is they come together. The Bible says that they gathered themselves together. Let's, let's take an example. This story says that these people, they gathered themselves together unto Aaron to ask him to make God. Okay? Let's say you are in a group of people. Okay? You join a group of people and you're walking with them and you come to David. I'm taking David because I know him, right? <laughs> and, we come and we come to David and one of my friends says, Hey, David, we're going to beat you up today. I was like, I didn't join you to beat him. You know, we didn't agree on that before. I walk with you, I'm with you, but we didn't have, we, we don't agree on that point to beat him up. Why? But this story says that when they come to Aaron, they, they were already having the same idea of what they're going to ask. Because when they, listen, when, when I come to David and ask, when they come to David and, and they said, we're going to beat you up, I'm shocked because I wasn't ex expect that. But you see, when they asked for this, nobody was shocked. But everybody agreed. In fact, when you look at in, in the verse, uh, in the verse 3, in verse 3, it says, uh, Aaron says, okay, 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 you want a God? Watch this. Break off your golden earrings and bring them to me. And verse 3 says, and all the people break off the golden. Do you see what's happening? They all agreed to break off, to take off their golden earrings to bring it to Aaron. And verse 4, he says, it says here, And they said, These be thy God, O Israel. It's the people again. And verse 6, And they rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offering. Now, what, what, what does that mean? All the verses that we just saw. All the verses that we just saw tell us that there is something happening. The people were gathered together in this kind of uh, conception of having a new God, a God who will go before them, but also they were united in breaking off their golden earrings to, to take off everything just to make whatever they, they want. That to, so that they can receive what they want. They were ready also to call this God. In fact, 
nobody was shocked. In fact, when you read the, the, the chapter 32, you will see that the only tribe that didn't uh, participate in this situation happening here is the Levite. Okay? Is the, in the, uh, is the Levite. But the Bible says that all people break off their earrings and all of them uh, and they proclaim and they said that this is your God who brought you up uh, out of Egypt. And you know what happened the next day? They rose up early to celebrate the, the, the new God. I wanted to keep it for the last seminars, but I'm just going to say it to you. Some scholars, but, and also when you study the, 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 how things is going, in chapter 24, when Moses was going up the mountain, he said, I'm going there. And the Bible mentioned in the last verse, I believe, it says Moses is stay on the mountain for 40 days. And this chapter 32, what happened in chapter 32, all these things that happened, the false leaders, the false God, the false unity that is going on, and the false revival, all these things took place on the 39th day. And the next day when they rose up, Moses came. So it's not something that will... Uh, it's, it's not long. It wasn't long that Moses came after. Which means what we are studying right now is something that will take place right before the coming of Christ. When you see that unity, I said this before in, uh, in the first seminar, when you see that unity, when you see that false conception of God, when you see people are led in, 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 in something that is not biblical. We have to be aware. We have to, to know where we are going and test it with the Word of God. Because why? Because the Bible, in fact, it is simple. Jesus put it simple. You see big crowd following, doing something? Don't follow. It is simple in a way. You see all these people going that way? Go this way. You know what I'm talking about. It is interesting to see how God has blessed us with the mind. I forgot to say that in, uh, in False Leaders Seminar. One of my favorite uh, preachers said, when you become a Christian, what you need, you need two things. You need a brain and a backbone. Because you're going to see so many things that if you, you are not rooted, grounded in the truth, you can find yourself somewhere else. And this particular uh, story shows us that all the people was uh, gather, uh, ga gather themselves together unto Aaron and ask for God. And they were, able to, they, 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 they were able to take off everything that they have and give it to, to Aaron. And also proclaim and rose up the next day and celebrate for their new God. But my question is, this is the people of God. 
this is the people that just that God just brought out of Egypt this is the people who is heading to Canaan this is the people that God has blessed with a special blessing but this is the people who didn't pray to ask God what's going on with Moses instead of ga gather uh, gathering and come together ask for God why didn't they didn't gather and ask for Aaron let's do a session of prayer because we don't know what's going on we want to know we want to know uh, what's happening what's happening with Moses so let's pray let's get prepared for something let's get ready for something because it's true we are in uncertainty and we are at the feet of this mountain we still see the cloud but Moses is not here what can we do let's pray but they ask for something else they ask for God instead of coming being in unity for prayer they were united for something wrong if you are united for a, with a wrong conception if you are united to ask for the wrong thing if you are united to do the wrong thing and you are united to celebrate the wrong thing do you think you you're in the wrong group that's not the unity that God is looking for the paper that I gave you everyone has a paper all right uh, the second paragraph when uh, where you find true unity okay true unity the second paragraph it says let small companies assemble together in the evening or early morning to study the bible for themselves let them have season of prayer that they may be strengthened and enlightened and sanctified by the holy spirit and it is found in the book of uh, this day with god i think it is a devotional it is a devotional book and it is uh, page 11 what did he said here what did she said here the spirit of prophecy let small companies come together to study the bible and have season of prayer why because we need strength why we need strength to fight the cobra remember why we need to be enlightened because we are living in an uncertainty concerning the future we don't know the future it's only God who can who knows the future that's why uh, and she said here uh, enlightened and sanctified by the Holy Spirit remember this morning we were talking about the the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and how he can lead us and convince us of, of sin so that we can live it and be real and let God show us who we are and we can go go to God so what we are trying to find here is that we see all these people united for the wrong thing but what I'm trying to bring to you this afternoon is what were we supposed to be united for 
in which context we can be united. And the first thing that we find, we have to be united because we need strength. We can't go, we can't play soccer if we don't work together. We cannot fight the cobra if we are not working together. We cannot do, we cannot be stronger uh, than our enemy if we are not united together. We study the Bible, we are enlightened concerning what's going on next, and we are prepared for that. All right? Now, uh, let's read the second, the, 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 first, uh, the first paragraph. The first paragraph. God honors, God honors his pre with His presence the assemblies of His people. Okay. Uh, the assemblies of His people. He has promised that when they come together to acknowledge their sins and to pray for one another, He will meet with them by His Spirit. But unless those who assemble to worship put away every evil thing, their come together will be of no avail. Those who worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such uh, to worship Him. What, what she's basically saying here is that when we come together, when we come in unity, we don't come to criticize, we don't come to do evil, but when we come to unity, we come to put away evil things and acknowledge that we are sinners who are in need of grace. Because let's face it, every church in, in the world, every church is trying to bring unity in their midst. But nobody is trying, but nobody is, 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 is uh, able to do it. Even in this world, they were trying to, to be united in politics. They can't. Do you think that it is possible to be united? I like these this quotes from this author. The, the last quote in, in, in this paper. It says, Biblical unity isn't easy to achieve, but it is possible. In John chapter 17, Jesus prays uh, pray for a unity. Would he bother to pray for this if he wasn't possible? Uh, Floyd McClung. Do you think that Jesus would pray for something that would never happen? It is possible to be united, but how to be united? How to be in this true uh Unity, if you want. How can we be? If I take a poll right now, let's say in this room, who, uh, who among you are vegetarian, like vegan? Nobody's vegan, vegetarian. No vegetarian. Uh, vegetarian. Okay, uh, who's still me eating fish? Fish? Okay. Meat? Okay. 
So you see, we have one, two, three, three groups, no, uh, three groups of people. Let's say on this theology, can we be united on that? We are not united on that. It's like uh, someone would say, I need my meat. <laughs> I need my fish. And some would say, I don't eat fish. I don't eat meat. We cannot be united on that idea of being vegetarian or vegan. But let me ask you a second question. Who feels that he is a sinner who needs the grace of God? Everybody. The only point that we can come to unity is to acknowledge who we are. You're vegan? I'm a vegan. I don't talk to you. You're a sinner? I'm a sinner too. Let's come and pray. This is the common ground that we can come and ask the Lord to bless us and fill us with His Spirit. And this morning we talk about it, that when we realize who we really are, then we realize that it's only Christ who can do something for us. It's only Christ who can take us out of this situation. And it's only Christ who can bring this unity. And in fact, when you look, uh, I'm going to use that text for the last part, but I'm going to use it also. This. Let's read in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. It's, it's a well-known uh, verse that you, can, y you may know about it. Okay, uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse uh, 13 and 14. Okay, it says, If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall Humble themselves and pray and seek for my seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. There is no healing unless God, unless we come to God the way we are and confessing that we are sinners. We cannot be united in a way so that I'm better than this one and better than the other one. I'm vegan, he's not, and, and, and the Lord will listen to me better than, than, than him because I'm vegan. No. We are fighting each other on opinions, not opinions, on principle. And yet, the thing is that we are not getting to a point to be to have a real unity among God's people. It's true that we can have different opinions. We can have different ideas. But don't let these divide the church. Don't let this be uh, something that will block me from my brothers and sisters in the church. Don't let these things get into our heads so that we don't talk to him anymore because he doesn't accept my idea, what I believe. The only thing that we can do 
is to realize that we are sinners and we need grace. When everyone realizes this, this is where and when we're going to have revival. Because we are united in this true unity, in this real unity, which means recognize our sin. Let's read the third paragraph, Work for Unity. I, I just want to... You will see that I, I put some verses uh, in the bottom. You will see uh, verses like united to kill Jesus, united to persecute the disciples of, of Christ, and united in prayer. You will see that there are a lot of verses uh, while I was studying uh, Matthew and Acts of Apostle. I, I crossed by verses that... I saw that it was useful for, to talk about unity in, in, in church. Like even among God's people, when you look at Matthew 26, verse 3 to 4, it says that uh, the leaders, the priests, assemble together, gather themselves, and talks about how we're going to kill Jesus. You know what that means? If I can put it in modern version, is that... I hope uh, it's going to be an audio verse. So it's just an example, just for the, just an example. It's like you are saying, like nowadays you are saying that Ted Wilson and the pastors in the conference is, uh, is uh, gather together to get rid of ECYC. Just an example. Matthew 26 talks about those priests, the high priests in the time of Jesus, they gathered themselves together, they come together and try to figure out how to get rid of Jesus. You see, this, this kind of, this unity to kill Jesus, to kill somebody. Work for unity. Unsanctified ministers are arraying themselves against God. They are praising Christ and the God of this world in the same breath. While professedly they receive Christ, they embrace Barabbas, and by their actions says, Not this man, but Barabbas. Let all, I, I put it in bold because I find it, it's so, it is so important. Let all who read these lines take heed. Satan has made his boast of what he can do. He thinks to dissolve the unity which Christ prayed uh, might exist in his church. Did you, did, you, did you get it? Satan is trying to dissolve his, this unity in church. So now let's 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 take it like this. When when somebody is fighting against unity, who do you think it is? When you see that unity is not happening in the church, who do you think is working in the church? When unity is not happening be between my spouse and myself, my children and myself, my brothers and sisters at church and myself, who do you think is working? He boasts himself that he will dissolve 
the unity that Christ prayed for. Christ prayed for it and he's doing everything to make it not happen because he knows when God when God's people come together there will be power when God people reach this unity this gathering together in one faith in one love in one perception of God in the right way of doing things there will be power because we will be able to overcome the cobra satan is trying to bring false unity because there is a true unity unity that jesus prayed for satan is making is trying to make us to fight each other and he is fighting also uh, the problem is that he we are fighting against each other what i have to say and we finish with that is that there is power in unity and that's why uh, sister white says in one of his book that every time there will be a, a, a genuine uh, revival there will be a counterfeit every time that there is something genuine he will produce a counterfeit so that we be deceived and fall in something that is not real and it is not biblical so what he's trying to do is to bring this false unity and make you forget that there's a real one and we saw that the real one comes when we realize that we need god it's not what i don't need to be i'm just taking example as vegan and vegetarian okay it's not that i'm against i'm vegetarian <laughs> i'm just taking an example that it's obvious or it's easy to to understand uh, it's it's not it's not about unity it's not about everybody in my group is vegan or vegetarian is that everybody in, in my group realize that we are sinners and we need jesus in fact i like a uh, play with words uh, what jesus wants to see is unity in diversity with the trinity for eternity this is what jesus is waiting for and when we come to this point we will be ready to receive what god has promised his holy spirit my prayer for you as we go out and as we leave this place we have not learned only about false unity but we have learned what is the true unity if we want to bring it to church and we can practice it and the lord will 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 help us to bring it because he prayed for it he knows that it is possible and we know that god what he said is true may god bless you may god be with you and me and as we go out we'll be united in the true unity of god's people let's all stand and, and pray together can i tell you a story before we pray uh, the story happened in world war 2 in 1947 in czechoslovakia 
there was five elders who was uh, having kind of problem among them and they were fighting each, each other and they was fighting among, uh, for something that even the church members left the church it's like everybody went their way and one of the elders realized that what they did was wrong and he took this initiative to go to every one of these elders and says forgive me I did something wrong and when they came together they were when they have confessed they realized what they did was wrong and what they, 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 they were so close together that they were like brothers they were united in, in, in their faith in, in uh, sharing the word and when the members saw that they started to come to church now when the communists came let me see uh, okay. Yeah, several weeks later, five elders were arrested. The communist authorities decided to make them a public example of consequence of being too vocal about religion. Okay, they were they were arrested. The five elders. The hi a high-ranking officer tried to uh, make something happen so that everyone can denounce one another so they separate them together uh, apart and they, they question one by one and the, 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 the officer tried to to say wrong things so that the person can uh, hate his brothers and everything and he says to his brother you know um, uh, he told me this and this and this about you and uh, well this is what he said and one of the elder will say uh, my brother will never say that about me even if he did I forgive him the high-ranking officer was not able to get something from them he brought them together and says why are you you love you love your uh, every one of you like this why do you love one another like this? And they start to tell him the story. And the high-ranking officer was on his feet asking for God for the same love. When you have the love of God, it is, not, it is easy to get to forgive and to come to this unity, to be stronger even if there is opposition. Let's pray now. Father in heaven, as we come to you once again, we have learned, we have seen, we have studied, we have understood, but now we don't want to leave this place with just hearing another seminar, but we want to see what we have studied coming in reali reality in our lives. We want to see this unity in your church father so now as we know what is the true unity we know what satan is trying to do so that this unity doesn't happen please don't let us be an instrument of satan we are praying that you may open our eyes help us to be rooted in your word so that when he comes with all 
his uh, ideas and false conception of you, we can be able to resist and send him back. Lord, we can't do nothing without you. So please, change our minds, change our heart, so that we can be willing to be united with one another. Help us to learn from you. Help us to be like you. Like you were with uh, your father. Bless us as we go for the rest of these seminars. Lead us, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.